hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, the Mad Shadow Ryan MK, and of course, by my side, as always, the man, the salary cap, Dan, Aaron Stewart. How's it going, buddy? Oh, doing good, man. We have survived Monday. I will say yes. it was quite an adventurous day of work, but... Ah, we got to end Monday with football. That's always a good day. How about you, bub? Uh, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Enjoying another day off. Enjoying the foosball as well. Although kind of boring. Uh, not, not anything too crazy. And then it got a little exciting in the fourth quarter. Saw a few fireworks in the fourth quarter. Bears almost pull off the upset. And... Um, which is nice to see. I wish they would have just done it because fuck the Steelers. <laughs> and it would have been nice to see Fields get a win here, but uh, it was not to be. So tell me, do you have any thoughts on the game, my friend? I will admit that this game was not appealing to me at all. I just, <laughs> ne- neither team, I mean, on one hand, you got Roethlisberger. Who's old and just not like it's got to be his last season. But on the, on the other hand, you got Justin Fields, who is exciting. He's mm. a rookie. And he's very much played like a rookie most of the season. And that means he hasn't been playing good. I'm like, ah, not so sure about this. But you and I discussed off the pod how it was kind of a boring game, but it got a little interesting late in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I, my other takeaway really on this one was. I should have been doing some bets on this game because <laughs> nailed, nailed it with the spread. The Steelers were a seven-point favorite. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. You actually have to be right. a good – you got to be a good football team to to cover a seven-point spread. But yeah. In terms I, of, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. But in terms of fantasy production, Pat Fryermuth, dual touchdowns right there. Uh, Alan Robinson showed something. He topped 10 fantasy points. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what was it? Darnell, Darnell Mooney, a pair of touchdowns too. One through the ground. So mm-hmm. crazy that Mooney seems to be doing okay with Justin Fields. Right. And Alan Robinson. Mm, so weird. You, you could just tell. He's gone. He is gone, gone. Yeah. And, and at three and six now with the Bears, I guess the one thing to watch, not fantasy related, is that the seat gets a little bit warmer. Right. For one, Matt Nagy. I promise. That's all I got. I don't really feel like there was anything more to, to cover, but I don't know. What, what, what do you have? Anything to add to that? Not a whole lot. Like I said, I was kind of hoping to see the Bears pull off the comeback. I'd like to see Fields get a win in there, but um Overall, I think I wanted to see one of the things I did want to see with this game was what would happen with the Bears running back situation with the return of David Montgomery. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert's been damn good. Is yeah. he just going to get pushed to the background <clears throat> with the return of Montgomery? And the answer was pretty much yeah. Yeah. Um, and because you got David Montgomery with 13 rushing attempts, Justin Fields had eight himself. Khalil Herbert, four. So that's kind of a bummer. You'd like to see him be a little more involved as well as he played, you know. Right. Um, 
and don't get me wrong, David Montgomery ha- has had a good year as well. But uh, I just feel like, yeah, she got Herbert a little more involved. He was doing some special things in Montgomery's absence. Right. And um, more special than like, oh, let's say 22 for 62, 2.8 average, like Najee Harris. Um, <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I just, this, I, I just did not like this wedding from the beginning. And um, not that Najee Harris hasn't had some moments and, and some games, but uh, this, uh, yeah, it, it's, <clears throat> I think it's not going as some people thought it would in year one. Um, and then, yeah, you said Friar Muth. He, he actually took me out in a fucking one of my matchups. Oh. I just needed not Friar Muth to not have a crazy game. <laughs> and of course, of course, excuse me. He did. He did. Two, t- two touchdowns. Thank you, Pat Fryer Muth. Crazy. <laughs> so, but no, it's a, it's just kind of, you know, two offenses that aren't anything special right now that don't offer a lot of fantasy production. So I can't say I was overly into the game either, other than I wanted to see Justin Fields. And I wanted to see what would happen with the running back situation. And, uh, you know, we got what we got. And if not for a, a late taunting penalty, um, you know, maybe the Bears pull it off. So it was uh, just one of those games, and um, it was there, and it got a little exciting, but uh, I still could have slept right fucking through it probably. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, man, that's all I got for this one. It, it was what it was. And the Khalil Herbert thing is very annoying because the truth is if it was – any competent head coach, it's like, yeah, Montgomery's back, and you're obviously going to play him, and he's going to get most of the work. But I feel like if you're a good offensive play caller, you find ways to get your playmakers onto the field and find ways to get uh, touches for him. And that's just unfortunate because Khalil Herbert has been, at times, the, the I would say he's been the lone bright spot over the course of, a four or five week period like ever since david montgomery's gone down with an injury like fields has started to in recent weeks play well but khalil mm. herbert has been steady uh and you go back to oh who was it they played they played someone that had a really good run defense and people are like oh yeah don't start khalil herbert and he got 100 he got well over 100 yards rushing and the bears were <laughs> lost big in that game i i can't even think maybe it was cleveland I think don't quote me on that but yeah it's super sad to see Herbert get four carries it's like what are we doing here yeah uh, put me in coach I mean don't put me in the game <laughs> right like give me the headset let me call some plays <laughs> I'm with you I'm with you okay let's uh Let's go ahead and there are a couple of things I want to hit before we kind of because we don't have a lot to talk about tonight. I mean, there wasn't um, Chase Edmonds left the game uh, yesterday, Sunday with with an injury, but there it wasn't. And Trevor Lawrence hurt his ankle, but there's not, you know, any major injury news um, that I that I can think of, I believe, uh, to really discuss. Uh, there is free agency news as it kind of it sounds weird uh obj going through the waiver cycle today there's a good chance we find out tomorrow mm-hmm. anybody claimed him 
And if not, he's going to be free to sign somewhere. Sean Payton came out and said it would be impossible for him to come here, which that was one of the places that he was strongly connected to. So I'm not sure what that means. We'll have to see how that plays out. And then Deshaun Jackson, as we know, released by the Rams. He is now a Raider. So they got him, I I guess, as a means to replace Mr. Henry Ruggs. And um, so there's a few teams, I think, in on Deshaun Jackson, but he's going to the Raiders. So I know that was another spot that was uh, a potential suitor for OBJ, which, why? Why? You have Brian Edwards. And I mean, it, it didn't make sense to me, you know, um, but Deshaun Jackson does make sense for the Raiders. So maybe that will help them because they had a bit of a stinker on Sunday, right? Maybe getting them that deep threat back helps them out a little bit. So we'll see what happens with the Raiders. We'll see what happens with OBJ. Otherwise, unless you've got anything else you'd like to add, we can move on to the Thursday night game. And uh, which features? With, oh, sorry. No, no, I, I do want to chip in one thing with the Chase Edmonds. I was reading that it was high ankle sprain. Hmm. <laughs> so that is just horrible news because as we enter week 10, really, that means for the rest of this season, you just like he may play because we've seen like Saquon Barkley play on a high ankle right. sprain and miss like two games. But temper expectations for that because that's a nasty that's a nasty injury and if Edmonds plays oh boy I just he may be a flex play at at best like I'm not sure if I'd feel comfortable at RB2 especially with what James Conner just did right yeah and and Conner's not going away leads the league in rushing touchdowns with 11 I believe it's I've crazy stuff Never been a James Conner fan, but I can't deny what he's doing. Like he's not on Pittsburgh anymore. He's, he's playing well, man. So like it, it's uh, yeah, he's definitely, if you've got him rostered, yeah. I mean, you know, in redraft leagues, you got him late or free or right off the, you know what I mean? Like this dude is producing. I mean, talk about out producing where you were drafted. (laughs) <laughs> holy shit so yeah you got to be appreciative of james connor and the terminator should be the man uh from here on out i would think because like you said it's a it's a bad injury <clears throat> so yeah I, I definitely think you're happy if you're rolling some james connor because he's going to be fine from here on out so Absolutely. good point on that good point on that but this thursday to kick off week 10, because technically we are now officially through the first half of the NFL season, nine weeks in the books, nine more to go. We begin week 10, Baltimore at Miami. And uh, we'll see if Tua is available to play, but I don't think it fucking matters. (laughs) Uh, You know, we've talked a lot about these primetime games, man where we, we personally kind of enjoy them because it's like, you know, Sunday, there's so much going on with the game. But then you get these Monday night, Thursday night games, these standalone games. It's kind of nice to just sit and watch them. Uh, and we've been pretty lucky as far as entertainment value with these primetime games. Right. Um, I'll be surprised if this one's competitive. Uh, although the Ravens do sometimes play down to their competition. Um, but... 
I, I, I think the Ravens should just uh, totally roll, you know, and, and just play the Ravens. I mean, Lamar, Hollywood, he's continuing to have a hell of a year. And, uh, oh, I do want to point out, there's a lot of these guys. I don't, I meant to bring it up in the pod last night. I'm not sure if I did or not. But I, we do need to look at these guys. We've looked at a lot of these, you know, smaller, speedier receivers that don't have a, you know, a lot of meat on their bones or, you know what I mean? So these guys are guys like Devonta Smith and Marquise Brown. They're playing well, man. And um, they really are. So like Marquise Brown, um, I want to see more, some more out of Rashad Bateman. I want to, I get, I just want to get that one big Rashad Bateman game. You know what I mean? Where it's just We've like, been waiting yeah, for it. There you are, motherfucker. So maybe we get it Thursday. Maybe we get it Thursday. But I do expect the Ravens to roll. What about you, buddy? What do you think uh, about this game? What do you see coming from it? I, I am certainly got some big expectations from the passing game from the Ravens because one of the stats I have pulled on the Dolphins last week when the when the Texans were rolling it was – Going into that game, Miami was the only pass defense that was allowing over 300 passing yards. Uh, that took a little bit of a hit. Thank you, Tyrod Taylor, and those air balls <laughs> thrown into the end zone that were easy interceptions. But I digress. Yeah, come uh, on, Tyrod. <clears throat> pardon me. Sorry, I wrote about I, you. Right? I thought you would be a step up. You might as the Houston might as well put Davis Mills back at. Sorry, sorry, I'm done. Go ahead, Aaron. Right. Uh, and Texans fans will be right there with you. <laughs> and, and yeah, we, we do have to put some respect on Marquise Brown's season here. Uh, what's remarkable is just I have, of course, the ESPN NFL scoreboard to my left here. And when you glance through it, of course, gives the team leaders at positions. Marquise Brown is the leader for the Ravens. And the next one that pops up for me, of course, since I'm a Cowboys fan, it brings up the Cowboys game. And it's like Marquise Brown has outproduced CeeDee Lamb this season. Mm. The next one is, is the Chiefs. And this is this is crazy. Same amount of touchdowns. 90 less yards than Tyreek Hill on 22 fewer receptions. It's like Marquise Brown, as you pointed out, it's and it may be a little quiet and doesn't quite get the, the recognition, but Marquise Brown's having a really good season. And you know what? We love to see it because yeah. I think I could speak for both of us on this because we're both analytics guys. Don't tend to like super small receivers, low BMI. I mean, Marquise Brown's skinny, skinny guy. And we, you know, we thought, cool, he could be a deep threat, but those don't, those usually aren't safe production for fantasy production. Yeah, very boomer bust, you know? Yeah. But Marquise Brown having a, a really, really good season. Yeah. Uh, for the Dolphins, you know, the thing I am debating on is the spread here is seven and a half points in favor of the Ravens, obviously. But it is a road game. I usually don't like to touch really large spreads in favor of the road team. And you mentioned the points. Why on that one? The Ravens, they just they play to the level of their competition. They go against the Chiefs early in the season. Then they're coming out firing and able to come from behind and win. When they go against a Minnesota Vikings team, they just they they sleepwalk through like two and a half quarters, and then decide to start playing football when they're down. Like Detroit, it happened when they de- play, yeah. played Detroit. They won like they nineteen almost, to seventeen or something, and they almost uh, lost the game. Yeah, 
and I believe it was in Detroit and Detroit's pretty feisty. I mean, for their record, they, they play pretty, pretty hard. So, I mean, but still it's like, you'd like to see them take care of business, you know, when playing those teams, but uh, they they do find a way to win regardless. So, but yeah, they, they don't go, they, they don't always blow out the bad teams. So. Right. And for this particular game, that's really it. I will be watching this one, not so much because I think it's going to be a good game, but Lamar Jackson is like one of the three or four players when if he's playing, I'm doing my best to find that game to watch because Jackson's just so much fun. Like anyone that goes, oh, he's not a good quarterback or not a good passer. I'm like, I don't care. Like, It's crazy. It's just fun to watch, watch yeah. him do what he does on the field because no one else can. He's entertaining as all hell, even if he wasn't the greatest passer. But he's proven this year that he can sling the ball around. I mean, right? they're just uh, – it's a different offense, you know, the, and part of that I was, was out of necessity. But we talked about how we were going to see more throwing out of this team this mm-hmm. year. We talked a lot about that, and that's what we've got. Like I said, not quite the path we thought it'd take right. <laughs> because it's more out of necessity. But still, this is what we're getting – Lamar's throwing the ball well. Marquise Brown is benefiting. Mark Andrews is having a bit of a of a more positive. I, I was going to say bounce back here because I do feel like he just wasn't. Is it last year? I'm thinking of. Um, he just wasn't quite there. Um, but and then you got Rashad Bateman. So I mean, like, and even Rashad Bateman's had some good games. So, like I said, still waiting for that big breakout. But I mean. This passing game for the Ravens is going well. It's going well. And uh, so, yeah, and I'm with you, man. I talk about it all the time. Lamar Jackson, my my wife knows Lamar Jackson because she knows that's one dude that I just love to watch play football. I did him, and then she'll hear me talk about, I always say I got a chub for chub. And a chub for Nick Chubb. So she, she, there's certain players my wife knows because I profess my love for them often. So Lamar Jackson, he's one of them. Can't wait to watch you on Thursday night, my guy. Love hmm. it. I would love it. And that's all I got for Thursday night football. You that's got all I got to you, to? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our nice, quick little Monday pod. Do you got any final thoughts? Anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap it up, my friend? Let me give you one interesting stat that I discovered this morning. Please do. The New York Jets had their bye week in week six. Mm-hmm. When they came back from their bye week, they have allowed five, count it, five, top five weekly fantasy performances to the running back position. Oh, shit. And if you're doing that math, we just got out of week nine. So that's three weeks. They have allowed five top five running backs it's how is that even possible thank you (laughs) i I will give you the name so week seven was the massive patriots game they where they just got destroyed they couldn't they can't stop the run so that was the damian harris and brandon bolden had big game week seven or sorry week eight was the Bengals game joe mixon finishing as like rb2 and then this past week where Jonathan Taylor was RB2 on the week and Naheem Hines, I guess, kind of, pin- I think he still finishes RB5. I don't think Najee Harris scored uh, quite enough points to bump him out. So there you go. Five, That's top five 
running back performances in a three-week span. And I had to look. I said, who are they playing this week? Ah, it's the Buffalo Bills. I was going to say, they, they play the Bills, who just have a joke of a run. And don't get me wrong. Like, I talked about that. It, you know, we talked about that in the pod yesterday. Like, I know Devin Singletary's had some moments. Zach Moss has had some moments. But if you look realistically, those guys are both, like, RB2. They should be complementary backs to a more studlier back. But instead – they're a tandem, you know? <laughs> and so it's just not, there's, you're going to have moments, but it's just not the most productive running game. And it is, so they seem ill-equipped to take advantage of this by the Jets. And wouldn't it be fucked if the Bills lost another one? Because I'm telling you, I'm kind of worried about it. I was listening to some stuff and man, the there was something else I was listening to about one of the teams we were talking about yesterday. I can't fucking remember. Oh, lots of people were bitching about the 49ers, which which I've been doing for some weeks now. But <laughs> um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, the Bills. I I find it concerning, man. This concerns me a little, this team. Um, it, is, it is remarkable. I'm looking at the conference standing this year. You have two, four, six, eight, nine, nine teams that are separated by half a game. Currently, the Chargers, they give them the number three seed at five and three. And the Denver Broncos, who, as I discussed when it broke my heart, destroyed my Cowboys yesterday. And the Broncos are, let's see, 11th place. Like, that's how crazy it, we talked about this off the pod. But the Bengals two weeks ago were five and two and on top of their division. They lose two games and they are last place in their division. Right. But every single team in the AFC North has a winning record. Yeah. It just goes to show that the AFC, like they, they talk about how all the good teams are in the NFC. Hard to really argue that. But the AFC is interesting because what's the playoffs right now? Uh, Tennessee looks honestly like the only safe team. I say that because Baltimore, I know they're six I'm still two. sticking with Baltimore. I'm still yeah. sticking with Baltimore. I, six and uh, two, but their plus and minus is plus twenty six. That's I know. I I do. Th- their defense will be okay as as long as their defense isn't awful. They'll be okay. They got Lamar Jackson. I I honestly, there's something about the team. They just keep finding ways to. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens won the title this year. I really wouldn't. Ooh. I feel like Lamar Jackson's on a fucking mission right now so and and i know i'm a little bit blinded by my love for the dude but but i'm just saying there's something about the ravens this year they kind of stick out to me as the team in the in the in the asc but it's hard to deny what the what the titans are doing even without derrick henry um but the bills man i'm worried because if they somehow follow the jets they're in a lot of trouble and i heard somebody kind of comparing them to the chiefs where it's almost like defenses have kind of figured the offenses out. And they were talking about Josh Allen is one of the the, the lowest as far as quarterbacks with uh, um, um, yards per attempt. And like, he, he's just, which wasn't happening last year, you know, he was launching the ball and it's, it's almost like um, they've taken, how did, how did somebody put it? I'm trying to think of, and I should give credit, but I can't remember which fucking podcast I heard it on. But somebody was like, it, you know, it's, it's like they're taking away the pass and daring them to run. 
and they can't do it. And they're talking about the Chiefs and the Bills. Like they they noticed it with the Chiefs and now he's starting to notice it with the Bills. Like, go ahead and run the ball. Oh, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and so it's, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but hey, halfway through the NFL season. So we got our it's second done. half to go. Anything can fucking happen these next nine weeks. And everything we say here could be rendered pointless. So, <laughs> so it makes, makes no difference. It, <laughs> still nine weeks to go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. But it, as you pointed out, wow, made it through the first half. And the second half only gets more interesting because right. we discussed these playoff races are going to get a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun this year for sure. There's a, because I I would really say on both sides, I mean, anytime you start thinking there's a really dominant team, they get knocked down a peg. Like the Rams, it was fun. Yeah, okay, Rams probably, you know, you got the Rams and cards up there at the top of the NFC, and then Rams just said, boom. They get drilled yesterday, and it's like, okay, bring the Rams back down to earth a little bit, you know? So, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's anybody dying. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good second half of the season. So, all right, my friend. Well, I have nothing else to say. If you do, please speak it now. Otherwise, we will head off into our evenings. No more football stuff. But as always, when we end these podcasts, if you enjoyed the show, please please like, please subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you know, give, give us a follow too. Give us a follow on our social medias. We're both on Twitter. You can find me at Aaron Stu zero nine. Of course, our podcast, we have a Twitter page for that. That's at DW underscore pod. And then Ryan, go ahead, give them your Twitter handle. At R M K madness. That's right. All right, everybody. We're getting the hell out of here. It's time. It is time. But it was a fun pod. Nice little quick pod. Lots of good stuff. Hope you all enjoy. We're getting the hell out of here. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. From the shadow and the captain. Until next time, Madcaps. <laughs>